Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. Hey guys, Josh here. Just a quick note on this episode before we get into it. We had some scheduling conflicts that you will hear about in this episode, to be fair. But that resulted in us having to scramble very quickly uh, to throw together an episode so that you did not go without today. Uh, That being said, that resulted in um, the normal equipment not being able to be used, uh, weren't in the normal location. We had to do it over Skype with our special guest. So the audio quality that you're going to get in this episode is not to the uh, expectations that we normally have on the reformatory. We normally want to give you guys the best experience, the best audio experience that exists. Uh, and we weren't able to pull that off on this particular episode. So just so you know, uh, you're not losing your hearing. Uh, we are aware that it sounds like it's coming over AM radio. We get it. Uh, but we hope that the content and the episode is still enjoyable for you. Uh, and, um, we are working to rectify the problem so that further guests that we have on the reformatory, if this should happen again, it sounds beautiful, just like we normally do. <laughs> so just wanted to throw that out there, let you guys know we're aware of the problem, and uh, we hope you enjoy the episode anyway. Thanks for listening, and on with the show. What do you got for me? <laughs> What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm down one churchman. Captain Jack is off gallivanting around Europe, uh, Italy, Rome, Venice, all of the, all of the places, and uh, he gave me less than a week's notice. Which was which was awesome, you know. And uh, Jack, being the guy that shows up and talks and then does nothing else, uh, you know, he realizes, or I should say, he doesn't realize. It takes a little longer than a week, a little longer than a week to nail down a a guest. But we did it. We have with us today the illustrious, the excellent, the inevitable, Mr. Joe Thorne. Joe, I feel like this has been a long time coming. 
This has been something that a lot of people. <laughs> Welcome to the Reformatory. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. <laughs> it's more Christian it. faith and practice from a foreign Baptist perspective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, um, welcome. Thank hey, man, you for being for here, me. my my friend. I, yeah. This has been a this has been a long time coming. I'm glad we could finally do it. Uh, I'm glad that Jack gave us the excuse. And thank you for I know your absolute busy schedule. Thanks for fitting me in. I appreciate it. Uh, you, 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 you came in clutch for me, my man. Well, it's, it's not a problem. Um, you know, I'm basically, this is in between my tennis lesson and my shiatsu massage. So, um, <laughs> Glad I had just enough time, in. you know, to do something <laughs> like this. Uh, yeah. No, man. Yeah. Looking, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. definitely appreciate it. Um, and feel free all the shade you want to throw Jack at any time. Feel Who's free. that? Who is that? It, there we go. I love it. Yeah. Right, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Joe and I know what it's like to have absentee, absentee co-hosts at times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. something we deal with. You could think about it in terms of of having uh, wandering podcast wives. Yes, it's like it's uh, <laughs> that's right. That's, to and fro, you know, wandering you know, throughout the earth. <laughs> just. Uh, trying to suffer well. That's what we do. What we do, Joe. Before we hop into our topic, man. How are you doing? How are things down at Redeemer? Um, give us an update on on uh, from what I've heard. And again, this might be breaking news to some, uh, but no conference this year. Yeah, no conference this year. Oh, uh, again, I saddens mean, me, my friend. Uh, it's just it's a whole lot going on. The church obviously always comes first, and so um, you know we we squeeze in you know six hours a week, giving it to. Uh, doctrine and devotion. That's off church hours. That's not a part of our church work. So, um, and so it's sometimes we just, just too much going on with the church. We got to give attention there, yeah. uh, but it's all good. Uh, Redeemer is doing very well. We're back in our building. We were gone for about two years during COVID worshiping in a gymnasium, which was horrible. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, we're back and we're fixing up the building and uh, we're getting visitors and we're making disciples and we're identifying uh, weak spots in our church. And the elders are working hard to address those weak spots so we can be you know, more effective at discipling people. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's actually a really exciting time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's very encouraging. I love I love hearing how. Especially as we come out of, you know, you know, came out of the 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 few years that 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 shall not be named. Uh, hearing how churches are bouncing back from that is always encouraging to me. Uh, what 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 particular series or book of the Bible are you guys going through right now? Well, we've been in the book of Acts, um, right and so okay. uh, we're we're right now we're in chapter fourteen. Uh, we started January of last year, so just over a year in. But uh, we took a break to do like a, an eight week series. I think it's eight weeks. I can't remember. Um, where, um, it's a topical thematic sort of a series called Q and a or question and answer, but it's not what people would think. Uh, this is a series where we, um, explore the very weighty questions that are asked in scripture. Mm. So, uh, am I my brother's keeper? Right. That's, yeah. that's a question that has universal application. So we talk about that in context, of course, exegeting the passage. Um, you know, is there, uh, life after death, you know, Job 14, 14, um, mm. all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, 
yeah, it's uh, it's been really good. People have really enjoyed it because uh, it's a bit of uh, you know it's a it's a it's a bit of evangelism, a bit of a you know apologetics in terms mm-hmm. of. Uh, you know, addressing questions that are asked in scripture, but that are also asked in the world. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Yeah. That's what awesome. about you guys. What do you, what, what are you guys doing at your church? Yeah, we are going through first Timothy right now. Is Boring. What we're going yeah. Boring. Yep. 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 The Basically this, it is, it is the straight white male of the epistles. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's like white people taco night every yes. Sunday. Yeah, every your... Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. It just, we, it's our, it's our thing. I yeah. love it, man. That's great though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a there's a there's a good group of uh, of um, new members wanting to join. Uh, got yeah. some people in the pipeline for the the elder track, and we just thought, you know, this would be a great time yeah. to go through basic basic ecclesiology and yeah. what is an elder, what is a deacon, what do members, you know? And First Timothy's great for that. So it was, yeah. we're we're a relatively new church in that um, they planted the Reformed Baptist Church there. They came out of a denomination, planted Reformed Baptist about a year, a year and a half, I want to say, before COVID hit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And then COVID hit. And those, like, you know, those years barely happened. Right. Yeah. So they're right now, you know, as a young church, doing a great job at setting a great foundation as to, you know, what are our standards? What are we adopting? What's important? Things like that. And First Timothy has been an awesome, an awesome study. So nice. took a small break going through Psalm 51 while our pastor's on sabbatical. And I have the last, uh, the last quarter of Psalm 51 this Sunday that I'll be preaching. So it's a great song to preach. It's a great one. I get the easy one. I get, you know, you know, the first two guys had to deal with all the, uh, all the, all the, all the bad stuff and, and I get the grace. So I'm happy about it. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. It's very exciting. People are man. finally, yes. Finally we got Josh. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, it's more likely the opposite. Like, Oh, now we got Josh. All right. Mm, well, what are you going to do? Look, what are you going to do? So Joe, a topic that I threw at you, man, that I think, um, I wanted you to talk about with us is anyone who has been either in ministry uh, or or simply just a member at a church, right? We know that part of being attached to a local body, as we should be, uh, it comes with great joys, great excitement, great great hope, and all the things that come with it. But it can also it can also come with great discouragement depending on the season of life that you're in, depending on the season that your church may be going in, whatever whatever the Lord is putting you through at the moment, that combined with the culture that we live in that is constantly becoming more and more against God's word uh, and the climate of social media and all the things that seem to be bombarding the minds and the hearts of the people of God, it's very hard I think for some people, and I'll include myself in that, to remain encouraged in the good things that the Lord is doing through his people in a climate that is just bombarding you and telling you you have so much to be discouraged about. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do in this app is at least at least for the for the first half, because I think I think we definitely need to have some fun in the second half, but I I, I want to provide some encouragement to our listeners, to our people, whether they're in leadership or not as to why why we should as christians as god's people be encouraged in the work that he is doing and how we go about doing that in the climate that we currently live in so i want to throw that over to you big topic very broad i'm fine with taking this however we want to go with it um but just 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 that as a concept joe share with me the initial thoughts that you have on that 
Well, I would say that um, it is, uh, uh, there are a number of reasons to be discouraged. And here's, so one, I'll tell you this, I'll put it this way. Uh, one of the things that God really impressed upon me last year hmm. was the older I get, I'm 50 now, uh, the older I get, uh, the more evil and darkness I see in the world, the more corruption I see in the church, the older I get, uh, the, the harder the world appears. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, and, and this is just, this is not me being, um, emotional or dramatic. Uh, this is reality. I've lived 50 years, right? I'm at level 50. That's right. And, um, so I've had I've had decades to see. The longer you live, the more you see. You see more death. You see more betrayal. You see more uh, failure. You see more frailty. And so you don't have to look hard to see corruption. Uh, you don't have to try hard to be discouraged. It's yeah. right in your face. It's always there. But if it's true, the older I get, the more corruption and evil and whatever I see. It's also true that, or at least it should also be true, that the older I get, the more I see of God's work. Because God isn't working less today than he was yesterday. Um, God is constantly at work. But the difference is, is I have to look for that. Um, because the things that God does are oftentimes behind the scenes, invisible. There are great things that you can see him doing very simply. But even then, oftentimes you have to sort of pay attention because you have to cut through all of the darkness and the noise that seems to crowd out everything else. And so while I've seen a lot of corruption and, and destruction or just discouragement, man, I, I, listen, I literally opened up Twitter today and was immediately discouraged. I just yeah. – I, I, I hate – I hate so much of what I see on social media from Christians who should know better, who call themselves reformed, but aren't, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave that where it's at. Yeah. Posers, whatever. <laughs> Fundamentalist posing as Calvinists. Posers. I Jeez. love it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you guys got here five minutes ago and you haven't read the confession, but you think you're reformed. Okay, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, Don't worry exactly. About it. Exactly. Don't worry well, about hey, it. you know, it's I mean, we all know, right? The the most qualified people to give marriage advice. You have to be married a year or less. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, because right. uh, that's that's when you start to figure out. I mean, at least a year, yeah. and you've probably figured out 75% of marriage. hundred percent. I mean, you know. absolutely. Yeah. Um <laughs> so you got you have to you have to look for what God is doing. And, you know, John Piper has said some really great things and some really weird things. Uh, But one of the things that I really liked that Piper said was something along the lines of God is always doing a million different things in your life. And you might be aware of one of them. Mm. And I was like, man, that's so true. And so, um, so my, my, my exhortation, I suppose would be in part, uh, number one, don't pretend that the world isn't dark or difficult or that you're, you know, don't pretend that everything is okay. If it's not, be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Admit that that you are discouraged. Admit that things are hard, whatever it is. But then be conscientious and intentional and look for, recognize the work of God because um, he is doing a great thing in our day. Uh, and it's easy to miss when you're focused on the wrong things. And it's like, you know, it's like anything. If yeah, I have my little beanie here, or my big beanie. So I have my little hat here, my little gray hat. I can fold it up into like a little ball. It's a small, it's a small hat, right? If I hold it really close to my face, I literally cannot see the wall across the room, right? Which is a thousand times bigger than the hat. 
but it's just because it's right in front of my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I hold my hand in front of my face, that's the same thing. I can't see anything. And we're yeah. so focused on the things that discourage that we don't allow ourselves to see the bigger things that God's actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent, man. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that, that's very poignant and very true in my life that I think that if I'm taking true inventory of my heart and my mind, I look at the times where I have been the most discouraged and, and granted, discouraging things are happening and have happened, right? You can't, you can't discount those. You can't just put your head in the sand and pretend that everything's okay because you're a hundred percent correct. If, if we're just going to take the church itself, there are so many things that need to be addressed, <laughs> right? Whether it be individuals or problems with organizations or denominations, yeah. right? I mean, you can start small and you can go big. You're going to find the problems there, right? And what I find is that when I am constantly, and again, because it's right in my face, like you said, when I'm constantly thinking about those things, trying to evaluate those things, constantly trying to, to come to a solution, at least in my head for what the solution is for these things. Cause I know I'm not going to change a grand scale, but it helps me to know, okay, if, if this comes to my door, how am I going to deal with it? I can constantly do that without the lens and without the the framework that you're talking about of God's grace and God's mercy in my life and how he is working even through and in the midst of these things that he's not absent. He's not absent from the distress. He's not absent from the abuse. He's not absent from these things that are in and of themselves sinful, terrible, horrible. He is still in the midst of it and he is working and he is there with his people. And that's such an aspect that I... I can easily forget because of how loud and how horrible the things are that I'm looking at. I forget that God is there and that he is oh, yeah. just as sovereign, just as gracious and just as loving uh, if those things weren't true. Right. Yeah. It's why we're, I mean, we do tend to forget. That's why the Lord gave us the Lord's supper um, mm, uh, yes. to do every week. It's why yep. we have, you know, it's one of the reasons why we have corporate worship, right? We tend to drift. It's why he says, remember the Sabbath day, because we tend to forget. And, you know, for all the exhortations, I was just meeting with a guy uh, and this came up. I said, I was, and I was explaining to this guy who was really struggling with some stuff that, mm. you know, you're going to hear people say, read your Bible and pray. And, uh, you know, that's your problem. You're not reading your Bible and you're praying. You're not praying. And it's like, well, okay. Um, first of all, uh, it's way more complicated than that. However, uh, we do need to use the means of grace and the word of God and prayer are absolutely essential to right thinking, to right doing, but also to right being. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to explain to this guy who was, you know, going through a lot of discouragement that um, like you're, you're, you're learning how to be who God's called you to be in a new situation that you haven't really been in before. Sure. And, yeah. and one of the things that helps you to understand who you are, in fact, the most important thing to help you understand who you are, who God is, what he's doing, what he's called you to do and all of that is his word. And so I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, like I don't have the opportunity to not read the word. I have to read the word uh, because if I don't, I will get in trouble. I, I'm sure. literally it's my job. And sure. um, if I was if I was downloading somebody else's sermons or whatever, like they would know. <laughs> oh, who do we know. know that's done? Nobody's done uh, that. What are you talking about? A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> uh, I know people in my personal circles that have done that no longer in ministry and all kinds of people. Um, 
I didn't know. I, you know what? I just needed something. I, you know, you know, you know. It, it, it's been a busy week, Joe. It's been a really busy week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah same. Just, it, it, it's like it, it's you, like you didn't have that, to lip sync it, man. Like, like, uh, like, I, like that was a little too far. It's, it's really the whole thing is just so dumb. Um, so I don't know how I got on that, but anyways, um, I, I found myself. I was explaining to this person, like, you know, I found myself uh, in the word, like, I, and God keeps using it to check me, to challenge me, to encourage me, and he surprises me, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. at one point last year, you know, going through a difficult time, uh, you're just uh, discouraged, right? Depressed almost, uh, not almost, not depressed. Yeah. And like so many good things are happening, but I'm also dealing with a lot of hard things. So um, I, I don't even know how I wound up in Isaiah 58, but this was the verse that God used to completely change a lot of my thinking. And it's not that it's going to say anything radically new, um, but it became, and it, it has become like one of my life verses. Like, you know, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever said that before, but like, so anyways, it was Isaiah 58, 11 that says, and this is given to Israel, you know, and he's, God's calling them to repent, to come back to him, to just like, listen, call the Sabbath a delight, like all this kind of stuff. Right. Anyways, he says, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. The It's in scorched places that makes this whole thing so powerful because, yeah, the Lord's going to guide you continually. He's not going to abandon you. He's going to stay with you. And you, we, we have got the gospel promises, right? We have the word. We have the spirit. The Lord's going to guide you continually. He's going to satisfy your desire, right? So he's going to give you the desire of your heart in scorched places where there's no shade, where there's no water, where it's all heat and bleak, where it's a hellscape. Uh, that's where you are sometimes in the scorched places. And God said, man, listen, I know you're going. I know that's where you're at, but that's why I'm with you, guiding you, satisfying your desires. I want to make your bones strong so that you can endure and not just eke out an existence, but actually be strong. And I want you to thrive so you're going to be like a watered garden. Like it was so encouraging and strengthening to me. And I've been able to use that in the lives of countless people uh, who are going, who find themselves in the, in the scorched places. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't have that if I wasn't in the word, like you've, you've just, you've, and it was, it was truly transformative. And so like I've been, you know, it's, 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 we have to do better than just tell people, read your Bible and you'll be okay. We have to explain to them and show them what God does through his word that, that makes it so worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100%, I 100% agree with that, man. I think there's that, that brings to mind one of my, you know, going through, going through COVID and pastoring through COVID and all the hardships and stuff that that brought is just, it was one of the most, if not, I, I, I think I could easily say the most difficult time in ministry that I've ever experienced and went through some truly painful, truly depressing, awful, awful things through that. And the Lord brought so much comfort through that. And, and one of the, uh, one of the concepts that, 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 that came into my mind as you were talking is, is this quote that I, that I found a while ago, uh, by, by Spurgeon. Uh, and when those, me knows I'm a Spurgeon guy, I love the guy. Um, and his quote, his quote is, I, I just pulled it up here. It says, he says that the Lord's mercy often rides to the door of our hearts on the black horse of affliction. Jesus uses the whole range of our experience 
to wean us from earth and woo us to heaven. That quote stuck with me Mm. through those times because it provided for me a context and a filter to view what, albeit the Lord saw fit to put me through. Yeah. Right. That's often something that I, that I tell folks that, that are struggling is, 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 and I don't know if this is the same with you, Joe, and I might, you know, I've had people try to remove my Reformed Baptist card for this statement, but but, it, but it's very true. We talk about God's providence, God's sovereignty, and often it is used only in the context of of, of providing hope and good things, which which is fair, right? That, that does, it's the pillow of peace that we rest our head on. But what I have found for me is that in the darkest times of my life, whether it be ministry or otherwise, the doctrine of God's providence and sovereignty isn't so much of a comfort in that moment, because I know, I agree with you that God is sovereign over this. He is the one that is seeing fit to put me through this. I need something more than just God is in control. God is sovereign. And then you leave me with that, right? It's very much just, just read your Bible and pray more and everything's going to be okay. Right. We love the, Oh, well, well, God's sovereign as if that fixes my situation. Right. I need context for God's sovereignty. I need hope in God's sovereignty because he could be, he could be sovereign and a tyrant. Right. And still God. And I still, as his created being have nothing to say to that. Right. I need context in there. And this quote that it just came to my mind as you were talking, it provides that context that I know no, no matter how the the waves are raging around me and how hard the rain is coming down, I know that I have a savior that's walking with me on those waves. Yeah. And that he's walking not only not only is he control of them, he's walking with me through them. Yeah. He's in front of me and around me. And that that when I came to that realization through through, you know, through God's word, through the encouragement of faithful brothers and sisters around me, it changed the way that I view hard times and it changed the way that I view the the difficulties that we go through. Because for the longest time, you know, growing up, it was literally just, well, God's sovereign, therefore that equals all the hope that you're ever that that you need. And I struggled with that. And it was something that I like, I felt like I, I just wasn't getting it, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and this, we don't talk enough about this, this dark providence as yeah. my, as my grandfather put it, that, you know, he had, he had two wives go to glory before him. Yeah. And I remember him talking about how the doctrine of God, sorry, he was, he was an old Calvinist from way back at the doctrine of God's sovereignty brought him no comfort because he knew this is from God. And he he needed context, <laughs> yeah. and it was the gospel, and it was Christ, knowing that a savior is walking with you through this, and then that hope comes, right? And then that's where that hope sparks and brings light to the situation that you're in. You're 100 percent correct, and that's what that's what Isaiah is talking about is that is that your your hope comes from not. Not the fact that you simply know intellectually that God is in control, but that he is working, he loves you, and he has provided Christ for you in that context, right? Yeah, any any doctrine extrapolated from the the larger context of a body of divinity um, can be used as a weapon, 
You know, mm. it can be used yeah. uh, for good or bad almost. It can certainly be easily misunderstood. And so, you know, I would say that the doctrine of God's absolute sovereignty is a comfort when it's understood in context in the in the in the larger context of who God is and how he yes. relates to his people. So yes. like sovereignty in light of like covenant, for example. Um, but just bare abstracted God is absolutely sovereign, he is foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. Okay. Uh, like you said, um, like what are his intentions? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's in so so but it listen. Once you understand it all, then the sovereignty of God is a comfort because if He's not sovereign, then He's not even involved. I mean, He's He's exactly. he's, he's completely removed. But you know, like for me, I always think about it like, like what are the, these gospel principles that really drive these things home? I think one of the things that that people find comfort in, and that I found comfort in, when we're talking about like who God is, is the knowledge of God. And a lot of people think like omniscience, God knows all things. Like great. Well, God knows all things. He knows what you're going through. You should be comforted by that. And I would say, well, okay, but it's deeper than that because God knows me in a way that He doesn't know the reprobate. Like God will, Jesus will say, "I've never knew, I've never known you. Uh, depart from me." In the end, now this is this is the God who knows all things. So how can He say that I've never known you? Because it's a different kind of know. Right. You know, so God doesn't just know all things, uh, possible, probable, and whatever. He knows me, and he knows what will hurt me, what will help me, what tempts me, what he knows what my capacity is. He knows my heart. Like he knows me better than anybody else, and he loves me. Mm. Okay. In so the spite God, of all of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a train wreck of a human yeah. being. And yet, so, okay, so God is sovereign, and he knows me. He knows what I need. He knows what's best for me. He's committed to my good. He's actually committed to my glorification, mm. my becoming the person he wants me to be. He has the power to use all things according to the counsel. Uh, he has the power to, to use all things uh, to for my good. And so like w once you start putting the pieces together, then there's comfort. But like you said, you pull one piece of the puzzle out, look at it, it looks like, what is that? It, is that a nose? Is that an eye? I don't know. Is that a thumb? What is what is that I'm looking yeah. at? But and then when you, yeah. when you have the whole yeah, picture. It's often like, a boot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. No, if it, anybody telling you that that's not uh, reformed, I, I don't think. I, I've, I've concluded that people aren't reading. I think the most of the people that talk a lot on Twitter don't read. Is that's that is I, that is that your mm, is that your diagnosis for that, the problem you, that is Twitter? <laughs> one one of the problems that I'm finding out is all these experts like opining on revival have read like maybe a half a book on a history of revival. And I'm talking about on both sides. Like, oh, this is of the Lord, and then let's yeah. get going. And other people are like, this is definitely not revival. We yeah. know that this is of the Look at this, them. Look at this them. came from They're the dancing. devil's butt. Look They're at this. They're dancing. This is, yeah. It's like, How that dare was a stupid, they? Like, why are we talking? Dude, I saw I saw a tweet. I saw, oh man. Yeah. And I'm not, not gonna name names, but it was literally it, all it was, all it was was a video of the Where's the revival again? I, I forget. As, I feel Asbury. Like, Asbury, thank you. It's been in front of my face for long enough. You figure i'd remember it it's literally them singing and like jumping up and down yeah i saw it that's it right and then the the retweet was do i have to say more question mark i'm like what yeah that was yeah like, you kind of do what are you talking like, about have you not read david like when Dave, like at least their clothes are still on 
You know, like if we're going to go full David biblical on this, like clothes are starting to fall off. You know what I'm saying? There was a, what's, that, what's the that, point here? Was that Scott Canoli? I think that was who did that one. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I but so. I, there was yeah. another critique that they had too, I think. And it was, they were pointing out the lyrics of the song that they were singing. I didn't have okay. time to, to, I don't have time or patience for any of it. But yeah, a lot of people were just reacting to them dancing. And it's like, have you ever been to an African-American church? Uh, yeah. like, no. And like clearly they haven't because they would, you know, they would call fire down from heaven because like they're obviously do- dancing. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. So, yeah, man, I just nobody, nobody reads anything. They uh, they just read headlines and then they start uh, they start talking. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that's apropos to the day, too. And I think, you know, obviously social media doesn't help that. And I think that, you know, I'm I'm convinced that it is that type of mentality too. that that quick. I have to have a hot take on this. Otherwise, you know, because yeah. of the following, I think that contributes a lot to the discouragement that, that you and I are talking about, because you hardly ever see at least the people that come across my feed. I hardly ever see those type of hot takes that are that are done uh, with something that's encouraging or good. Yeah. Right. It's always I will I, I will say 98 to 99 percent of the time. It's always something negative. It's always something. Look how awful this is. And then subtext. Look how right I do it. Yeah. Well, that, that's you what know? moves the needle. That's what gets it, clicks. That, it, 100%. I mean, in, in all fairness, like people people post all kinds of encouraging things, but it gets a fraction of the traffic fraction because it's fraction. Like because people. Most people don't care. I just saw yeah. a guy on Twitter because I don't do a lot on Twitter. Mostly because I become suicidal the moment I start reading all the garbage on there. Yeah. It's so depressing um, and discouraging. But um, I saw a guy, all he did was quote First John. Mm. That was it. Yeah. And I was like, actual scripture. I was like, like, I'm like, and I commented, I'm like, and it never gets old. That's just so good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's easy to see that stuff and just go like, yeah, amen, and just keep scrolling. Yeah. But if it's, if it's not titillating, if it's not exciting, if it's not, you know, something that's, you know, funny, if it's not different, we yeah. often just times, if it's not those things and we're like, ah, eh, that's not, it doesn't draw us in enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings up a, an excellent point. So we can round the conversation out for you personally, what are some practical tools that to, to help, to help stave off some of that discouragement, especially that comes in from the culture and society that we live in? What would you say maybe for you are some practical steps or tools that you have implemented to limit that kind of stuff that's coming into your head because it, it, because if we let it, it is, it is a, it is like drinking through a fire hose of discouragement. If like we, there is, we can have all we want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There yeah. is an unlimited well. What are some things that you have done to help kind of set up some of those walls and barriers to kind of protect your heart and mind from that? Well, uh, on the simplest level, um, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. So I, I tend to, Scroll it, and I'm out. Um, you know, I'll yep. do I'll do a quick scroll. I, I don't I don't have any notifications. So when somebody mm, men- mentions go. me on, I don't have it doesn't come to my phone. So mm, Instagram, okay. Twitter, Facebook, I get nothing because I don't care that much. I I'll see it when I get back on it, and that's it. And I did that years ago because it was just too much. I got enough going on, and more important stuff to be honest, like the, you know. The, real life stuff like church. Yeah. Church <laughs> family, you know, I got, I got things going on. So, uh, that's one. I just, you know, I, I, I don't receive notifications. Um, and I, I don't like doom scroll. 
and, and, and the social media that I do actually spend any significant amount of time on uh, is enjoyable and fun and stress-free. So I've curated my TikTok uh, very well. So it's all fun. It's like it's a humor. Or it's um, wait a second, hold on. What's that? What's that? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's going on? You're you're on you're on yeah. TikTok. You're on TikTok. I watch TikTok. Yeah. You you no, but but you're on TikTok. <laughs> As in, you have the app downloaded. Oh, you totally. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you what. The you stuff, didn't you didn't strike me as a TikTok guy, Joe. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I'm surprised because I'm a Renaissance man, brother. I, I, um, <laughs> I go backwards. I go forwards. Like I'm like all, Michelangelo sculptors, like all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the new and the old coming together. Here's there you the thing. go. Okay, the, all right. The, these these kids on TikTok are are doing skits and stuff that are ten times funnier than anything NBC, ABC, or CBS is putting out. Oh, I'm, I'm sure about that. Absolutely yeah. hysterical. That's, that's not funny, the highest bar. Creative. Uh, but it's very funny. Like I'm so once you curate it, once you they knows what you like, it just you know all I'm getting are like I get cop videos, I get yep. um, there you go, I get uh, I get some music videos and some musical stuff, and then I get uh, humor. And so, anyways, but the point of it is that, like if I'm gonna spend any time on something, I, you know, I want it to like be a a, a thing to to help me chill out, relax. Uh, Instagram, I like Instagram because I like to see pictures and see what people are doing, and I never have drama on Instagram. But the big thing that I do, uh, or one of the big things that I do that, that helps with discouragement in general, is to uh, cultivate gratitude um, and and articulating thankfulness. So by by cultivating gratitude demands that I am consciously aware and constantly looking for the things that God is doing for which I should be thankful. And that's everything from what he's doing in my heart to what he's doing in the church to uh, the cigar that I'm smoking, date night with the wife, right? Giggles with the kids, or like good cup of coffee, whatever. Uh, Pastor Brian and I are going to go get some of the best Chinese food uh, in Chicagoland tomorrow for lunch. I'm going to thank God for that. So cultivating uh, a, a gratitude, right? And constantly articulating thankfulness, right? So you got to be aware and then articulate it. Um, you can't help but see all that God is doing and providing, and it is a balm uh, for for those who are weary. It yeah. rejoices the heart, and it also pr- pr- protects from cynicism. Mm. You know, um, cynicism is ugly. It's not Christian, and uh, you know, it's it's a skepticism uh, of of the heart of man, and it's cold. And I don't want to be that way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, gratitude, thankfulness. That's that's a big way to overcome uh, discouragement because the discouragement usually is, wow, this thing that is right in front of me, so it's something that is present, is painful, or it's the absence of something that's creating trouble. And so the presence of something good that God is doing or providing is, yeah. uh, is the encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. And often, you know, often that is as simple as filling it with a good gift that God has given us, like some things that you've already mentioned, good yeah. cigar, a cup of coffee, time with time with the wife, Chinese be, food, right? Just be conscious about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I have found, I, I have found with, with my life that, that when I, when, when I do, when I am feeling that way, man, if I, if I just get off my butt, go do something productive or I fill the time with, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some music together in garage band. Cause I, that's something I enjoy doing. I'm going to go film something, right. I'm going to go, I'm going to create a project. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very just kind of creation oriented and just yeah. the way that I, I gain energy. Right. Yeah. I find that when I do that, uh, that, that discouragement quickly goes away. Mm, uh, it's good. Not always, not always. Right. But, but, right. but, but busy hands, uh, yeah. busy hands and a busy mind focused on something that's good, uh, yeah. is such a balm to the soul. I have found, um, it really, really helps me personally. Um, Even that like connected to like, cause like that is, is so true and it's really strengthened when, the work that you're doing is something that you understand that you're either gifted to do or called to do because yep. now it's got like divine, exactly, uh, you know, imperative to it. Like, oh, wow, these are the part of the good works that God has prepared beforehand that I'm supposed to walk in. What, me sitting on GarageBand making good music? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because you're doing yep. it in faith. And it's, yep. it's, it's work, like, you know, it's, and so it could be like mowing the lawn. I don't want to mow the lawn. Okay. But this is what God has for you to do today. So yeah. you're going to give it right. Yeah, so that's yeah, really good, man. Yeah, get yeah. busy, do the things that God has put before you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as we close out, I want to, I want to throw it over to you real quick, Joe. We said we were going to have a little bit of fun. I know you, I know right. you got to go. Some of these good gifts that we're talking about, some of these things that God has given in us, it, uh, has given to us in our lives that we enjoy. I want to throw over to you right now with the uh, with the overarching question: What are you enjoying right now? This can be music. This can be TV shows. This can be music, or, or excuse me, movies. Um, this could be a new cigar. This could be hey, you know, I just got my car detailed yesterday, and I'm enjoying having a nice, clean, good smelling car. What is it that you are enjoying right now? Something that's giving you energy, something that you are looking forward to other than Chinese food, because we already heard about that. Mm. And I can, I can ditto that. Like I want Chinese oh, food now, bro, bro. When you're up here, we're gonna get that Chinese well, food. have a conference. Well, you know what? That's I not know. fair. That's not fair. I actually have a reason to come out. I got to Pat is on my case all the time about coming out and I got to go check his new house out. So oh, listen, listen, you come up here. Yeah. Yeah. You have to choose. You have to choose. It's either me or Pat. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be wow. a jerk about it. Wow. Look at saying, this. Like, you're going to have to, like, one, or other, one or the other. <laughs> I would like to say that my car getting detailed is a, is a great encouragement, but it's right now filled with um, cigar ash mm. um, for me smoking it all the time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, um, so, okay. So things I like that, uh, that might be new to hear. So you guys know, I like movies. Um, uh, Knock at the cabin. The new um, M night, right? Yeah, Shamalama Ding Dong. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Yep. It was good. Yep. I liked it. It was fun. Um, where are where are you on the on the M night Shyamalan spectrum? Because mm -hmm. this is this is highly debated. You got old Shyamalan and you got new Shyamalan, and there is a spectrum of his films. If you're gonna pick, you know, you know, top top film. Where is it? Where is it coming out of? Is it is it older signs, the village, or is it kind of his? You know, I don't know you know, anybody that thinks newer his newer stuff. work is his best. I don't think that person exists. Sure. Um, but uh, but Shyamalan came out strong, uh, and so you know his his first three in particular were very strong, um, and then he started making some different decisions, and those some of those movies were horrible. Sure. Horrible. And then he did, uh, he had something to do with, or he did uh, devil, which was really good, but didn't even put his name on the poster. He wasn't associated with any of the advertising. 
Uh, and then he did that one about the kids going to see their grandparents, which was fun. It was a great oh, little movie. Yes, dude, I remember that. That so one good. was trippy, man. So yeah. There's so many, and so he, and so he's yeah. had ups and downs, and uh, he's doing the servant show on on uh, Apple TV. So I mean, he's he's doing. I think he's 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 making some good stuff again. And yeah. uh, I'm always like, old was just old. What should have been a a Black Mirror episode, uh, and it would have been fine. Uh, as a movie, it wasn't so great. So, um, but my one of my favorite movies of all time, one of my top mm-hmm. three movies of all time, Whoa. wow, is Unbreakable. Okay, Bruce Willis. It yeah. is. Yeah, great movie. Is, I just think it's profound and and on on a cinematic level, uh, you know, directorially, the the cinematography, the editing, mm-hmm. uh, everything about it, I think is perfection and. Uh, the story, I love everything about it. So yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a fan uh, of Shyamalan stuff. But yeah, that movie was the most recent movie that I watched, uh, okay. and it was good. Okay, I like that All quite right. a bit. Music would be my my new favorite band <laughs> uh, is uh, the Halo Effect, um, which Halo is sort of effect. Yeah, it's like a super group basically, um, because it's got like guys. It's got guys from In Flames. Uh, oh, okay. Like old In Flames member and the lead singer from Dark Tranquility, I think it is. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, yes, it's 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 it sounds like old Gothenburg metal, old melodic death metal. It's just wonderful, super Halo great. Effect. Oh, here Halo we go. Effect. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they just came out with an album last year. Yeah, bro. Just said that. My new favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm looking it up and you talk. No, I, I can't I do, do both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking up at Jimmy like, what, what were you talking about? Sorry. What happened? Okay. Yeah. All right. Halo effect. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's, gotcha. Uh, that's, uh, that, they're just fantastic. Love them. That's a good time. What about you? What are you digging? Yeah. Um, there's this. So I, I am in this, and I, I, I talked about this on another podcast, but I am in All this. All right. Thanks thing. for listening to today's show. <laughs> I was waiting. We ran, ran out of time. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. I, I, I have Jimmy's board over here, so I can't help <laughs> So you just decided to have some fun. I just fun decided. To, right, go ahead, please. Away. No, 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 no. It's just um, I am I am in this funk right now where I am really, over the past, I want to say, year, year or two, becoming very disenfranchised with franchises. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I, I miss... I miss these standalone good movies. We're not looking to build a universe. We're not looking to build a franchise. We wanted to make a good movie, yeah. right? I've missed those. And one that I saw recently that I actually really enjoyed, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's on Netflix. It's called The Pale Blue Eye. Yeah, it's great. And it's with Christian Bale. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was shot really well. I oh, thought yeah. the story was compelling. There's a twist at the end that took it from a seven to a nine for me. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic movie and they're not looking to, you know, they're not looking to build a universe on it. It was just a concise, confined film and story in a time period that I found interesting, uh, with an actor that I think is fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Like very, you know, you know, dark, it's definitely a dark film deals Mm -hmm. with some, some dark, heavy stuff. So if you're squeamish on that, you know, user, you know, user warning, but, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. But the pale blue eye on Netflix, I was, I really dig that. I'd want to watch Alan it again. Poe, man, come it on. Is, it is. It cool is Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, that is exactly. So cool. It is cool. I'm a big Poe cool. fan. So uh, are you? Oh yeah. And that was yeah, that. Well, was, you that like was that dark fun. stuff? That makes I sense. Do. That yeah, makes sense. I'm, yeah. I'm evil. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask for one more piece of advice. Yeah. All right, and then we're gonna close this out. As someone who uh, 
is a lover of 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 of, of art, just as you are, a man of class and style, mm. of sophistication, even. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to know when you are considering uh, designing or obtaining a new piece of body art. Mm-hmm. All right. What are the what are the thoughts? And what are the criteria that go into that decision-making in terms of who you go with, what it looks like, how long do you wait uh, till you pull the trigger on something after you have an idea in your head? Well, in my case, um, it doesn't really matter because the tattoos that are all over my body are not so great. I, I basically, I have the style of uh, a truck stop bathroom wall. That's basically what I mm. have. So it doesn't really matter. What Is there I a phone number on it? Uh, oh, I, uh, do you have a phone number on your body anywhere? I'm trying to think I've got numbers, maybe, not a maybe phone a, number, maybe a tramp stamp, uh, you know, you, you could call Last it four that. digits. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, so like I'm looking at getting, there's a neck tattoo I want to do. Um, and I've got a couple more pieces on my hands I'd like to do, but I got a chest piece I'd like to do that I, to finish up, but there's a back piece I want to, but it all mm-hmm. takes money and I just, you know, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but my advice to people is, um, if I cannot discourage them from getting tattoos, yeah. um, then if they're, if they're definitely going to do it, my advice is always, uh, find a style of tattoo that you like. There are various yeah. styles, many styles. There's American traditional, Chinese traditional. There's, there's new wave. Uh, there's, there's, there's portraiture. There's, you know, realistic, um, uh, you know, realism. There's all these different things. So do spend some time looking at tattoos and looking at people with sleeves and whatnot to see like, oh, find the style you like. Now, once you find a style that you like, um, if I were to go back in time, I would probably just go with American traditional. That's probably what I would do. Um, and so. Uh, you go, I like black and gray and I had a bunch of reasons why I did what I did. But anyways, uh, then once you find the style, then find the artist, find the art. Don't go local. You can start looking local, but find an artist that you love their art that do that, that style well. And then, uh, what you're saying is they shouldn't go with their brother-in-law. That's going to give them a good deal. Yeah. I mean, I can because bathroom wall, but, uh, but people that want it, you know, want it, want it to look really good. People that that want to be the the, the pristine chapel, yes. right? And not yeah, a ba- yeah, not a bathroom yeah. stall. I, I'm the I'm I'm the cistern chapel. That's yeah, what the I am. Si- the cistern chapel. Yeah, that's me. That's uh. <laughs> you brought brought it back around to the bathroom. Look at you. I do. That's what Look I do. Look at you. That's why I Look got at the brain. you, man. This is why you know. This is what you do, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so help a brother out. What would Nordic Viking style? fall into in terms of the different the different styles of tattoos that are out there or um, or do you know it, it it's okay if you don't know yeah well i've i've seen people with uh with norse mythology um mm-hmm. sort of stuff uh you know viking culture tattoos i've certainly seen that and that's probably just considered uh a genre uh, i mean a style itself mm-hmm. it would seem yeah. to me that that would all or mostly be, you know, black and gray. Um, because yeah. I don't think that there is not a whole lot else going on, but, um, you know, but even then, like, you know, you're, you're got to make decisions. Like, well, what am I actually going with here? Right. Right. Am I going with the, the Vikings that began to be, you know, uh, impacted by Christians and the melding of those religions or, you yeah. know, am I going with old school Norse mythology and, 
you know, is it, is it Odin or am I going stupid Marvel? You know, like, no, no that's sure. not even, you know, not even, that, that's no, <laughs> don't even, I, I swear, like as, as much as I enjoy some of the Marvel films, man, the, the effect that they have had on my culture and the appropriation of my culture is absolutely asinine to me. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have much patience for, what Most Marvel films? Super, so yeah, well, Marvel in particular because they're directors. It's just it's all Saturday morning style action. Oh, yeah. It's just it's 100%. not there's no depth. I just, yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. But uh, but that that's a personal thing. I mean, they're obviously making excellent you know movies. It's just not my thing. Oh man, I just saw I just saw with my wife. I just saw that new Ant Man movie. Oh, we, see, both, I, we both we both thought it was awful. Yeah, we I thought I, it was horrible. Some of that I I I would have no. I, I'll watch a Spider Man. I'm not going to watch an Ant-Man movie. There you go. There you go. I like but it. But before that, I'm going to watch a horror movie because there you go. That's that's, that's my jam. There you go. And, and people will hate on that because it's another genre picture. No better, no worse than a uh, superhero action picture. Sure. It's a different genre, different strokes for different folks, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Joe, my friend, I greatly appreciate you you gracing us with your presence. Well, uh, I don't know if there was much grace in it, but uh, well, I'm happy to be I, here. I at least got to see your 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 gorgeous face. Your beard is longer than it was last I saw you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you know, that. I cut it really short, so I'm trying yeah, to get it did. to get my yeah. Santa game back on. Get it back down. Get it back down. And uh, definitely going to take you up on uh, on visiting sometime. Like I said, Pat's been on me, and uh, I need to actually pull the trigger and actually get out there. Especially now that I don't have an excuse for a conference. But you know, mm-hmm. that's neither that's neither here nor there. You know, I'm just saying, if you need if you need a guy, you know, albeit in the PNW. To you know, help out with some of that planning and take some of that weight off. Just let me know. I enjoy putting conferences on. It's a lot of fun, but uh, we just need to make it happen one of these days. I know it. One, I know it. I'd days. love to. It'll, It'll happen, happen again. It will. It'll happen. We thank you. Uh, thank you for being on, Joe, you, and all you listeners. You go. I don't. I feel like I don't even need to say it. You know where Joe's at. Go. Go listen to Doc and Devo. Uh, of course. I feel like. <laughs> you know what's up. You know I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. We thank you guys for listening. You know where you can catch us. You can uh, go on all the sociables, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at Reformatory Pod. Uh, we appreciate uh, the likes and reviews. If they're five star, you know, we got to we gotta make sure that, that we keep on par with the rating Doc and Devo has, right? Because right now when people scroll down, you know, and they see other listeners, you know, things other listeners listen to, Doc and Devo is one or two, okay. right? Which we are cool with. We're awesome with. However... However, when you go to Doc and Devo and you scroll down to what other people are listening to, Reformatory isn't on there. It's not even that, close. That has nothing to do with me. No, no, it's nothing to do with I'm not blaming yeah, you. I'm not, what are you blaming me for? I'm not, I'm not blaming you, I didn't do you, anything. Man. You know that, what? Listen, that's just discerning taste. There's some, that's what there's, that is. There's some, pent up, there's some pent up things here that I feel like, you listen, know. I got, I'm not, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, it it seems like you're fine. I'm fine. It's, it seems you're, you're okay. Move, let's move, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> We thank you guys for listening. We will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs>